0: Hello, I'm joined, my name is Wyatt Krieger, I'm joined by Ian Whitfield here, and we are talking, start over, oh, I thought you were, okay, my name is Wyatt Krieger, I'm joined by Ian Whitfield here, we're talking the AFC and NFC Championship games here, uh, after a crazy divisional matchup that involved the Minnesota Miracle that we all saw uh, last Sunday, but now we are down to the final four teams, and we've got the Pats versus the Jags in New England, and we've got the uh, Vikings versus the Eagles in Philadelphia. Ian, glad to have you here.
1: Thank you.
0: All right, so the first game we're talking about, we're going to go over the Pats versus the Jags. I know you've got Tom Brady on one side against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but this isn't just any other old Jacksonville Jaguars team. This defense is for real. They just beat a very good Pittsburgh team in home that overlooked them. Uh, quite seemingly, uh, but nonetheless, the J- if you look at the Jags, one thing I am very adamant on is that they have a team that, if you look at the teams Tom Brady has lost to in the playoffs, when I know I know that has been very rare as they've gone to their now eighth straight AFC Championship game. as crazy as that is, but if you look at teams that have beat them, you look at the or at least given them trouble. You look at the Ravens in the past decade. You look at the Broncos who beat them uh, a few years ago. All have great. Uh, Pass rushes and that get that tends to get to Brady and all have great great two great cornerbacks down the field and the Jags have just that with Kalise Campbell up front they've got two fast linebackers they've got Jalen Ramsey probably the best cornerback in the league and they've got AJ Bouye so I think that will cause a lot of problems for Brady.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree with that. But when it comes down to it, in my opinion, I think experience is going to be the factor in this Mm -hmm. game. Just the fact that Tom Brady's been to eight straight. Yeah. Even though the Jaguars are only giving up 16.8 points a game, which is second in the league. Yeah. I don't think I think the defensive coordinators and the just the youth on the Jaguar side is going to get to them and the yeah. experience of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's complex playbook because looking at the Jaguar schedule, I don't see anyone on here that's like has like such a complex playbook that you that jumps out at you.
0: Yeah, that is true. Like,
1: all season they've been shutting down teams that are brilliant. Don't get me wrong, the Steelers was impressive, but the closest they've had to a team with that complex playbook is the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Steelers get scored, what they have, 42 points? So 42 points,
0: yeah. And I will I will say that play calling is an interesting point because that is something that is key. And Josh McDaniels, who's going to be a head coach somewhere next, um, the Patriots office coordinator, is going to be a head coach somewhere next year. He does do a great job of scheming things open, and if the pass rush gets there, I think Brady has always shown he's going to do a good job of getting the ball out quicker than than normal, and if he if need be. But I just think that the combination of those those linebackers up fronted, it, it's really going to come down to that Gronk matchup, that Gronk mm-hmm. matchup with yeah. either Telvin Smith or Miles Jack, and I think they're fast enough, and I think they can make some plays to slow that down. But you look at the the, the Jags on offense on the other side. You got you got Blake Bortles who's really been just a game manager. He's not asked to do much. And the other thing that the steel that the Jaguars have that has beaten Patriots teams or Bill Belichick coach teams is they can run the ball. And that's more of an agreement for any or or, or a recipe for any playoff team that's going to win is running the ball and good defense. And they have a great running game with Leonard Fournette. But and when I look at that, when we look at this offensive attack for the Jaguars, I think Blake Bortles is going to have to make some some big throws. He only made really one big throw through the air versus the uh, versus Steelers. And then, and then, I mean, he made a lot of great decisions. He went through his progressions on that last drive to score a touchdown. And, you know, they're going to also have to scheme things up for him as well.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. But heading it in... I think what the Patriots are going to have to do on defense is they're just going to have to force Blake Bortles to beat them. Mm-hmm. You just absolutely stack the defensive line. Yeah. Stack the. And blocks, that is what the, that's the yeah Patriots that's what the Steelers should have done. Blitzing. Yeah. And don't let Fournette get going. Yeah. You've you got can't. to keep him contained, two to three yards of rush. Just keep him in the. Just don't let him go anywhere. Force the Jaguars to have to do. Force Bortles to make tough throws. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's just the key to this game.
0: Yeah, and you look at this. Another uh, thing I've noticed is this, or not, not, really just me. I mean, everyone's seen it. Like the Steelers, uh, the Patriots' defense has underperformed this year, compared to other years, and they've really made up for it the last half of the season. But they were getting exposed really early on in the year. They had a lot of problems in coverage, and they had just a lot of just a lack of talent, and due to some injuries, they don't have Dante Hightower, uh, who one of the really most valuable players on their team. But really, it's just—it's just that Bill Belichick. He's gonna coach them up, and everyone's gonna do their job like he always says. And they're gonna—they're gonna. They're gonna be ready for game day but i just still think this talent the talent matters in this game and they're just not as talented as past years Mm-mm. i will say that you give you talk about the 42 points they gave up against the against the steelers i mean i think this jags defense is a lot a big on situations it, that doesn't show how good they yeah, really are yeah it doesn't yeah it doesn't, it doesn't, show doesn't how good they really because are. they they got them up they were completely dominating it was 21 it was a, what was it 21 to nothing 21, yeah, yeah. and and then it was twenty-eight to seven, and they got up. And like an inexperienced team, like you said, did will do is they let up. They let they took their foot off the pedal, and they let the Steelers come back in. But still, situation-wise, I take the Jags' defense over any defense in the league. Yeah. Anyways, next game, uh, the night the evening game at six forty on Fox. Well, the first game by the way is three o five on CBS. Evening game six forty Fox in Philadelphia. We've got Case Keenum versus Nick Foles. The Jeff Fisher. Quarterback bowl game, if you yeah, will. Yeah, basically. Basically, uh, we got Case Keenum following that cr- incredible play uh, against the Saints, and the Viking or then the Eagles beat uh, the Falcons, fifteen to ten, in a pretty boring game, but nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, Eagles fans were excited. But what do you think about this game, Ian?
1: I think it's all going to come down to whether or not it's all it's all Case Keenum against Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles has shown that he can he can be good enough. His, I don't. His QBR being over a hundred in his career in playoff games, even though it's only two, mm-hmm. it's it's still a great QBR. Yeah. But I just don't think that shows how he's been pl- he's been playing. I don't think he's playing that level of quarterback.
0: I the, do agree with for you. For the yeah. Eagles,
1: I think he's he plays he's playing recessive. Mm-hmm. If you remember that first pass he threw against the Falcons, the very first pass of the game.
0: Talk about Nick Foles now, right? Yeah. Nick Foles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He threw that ball 60 yards downfield to mm-hmm. an, open, an open wide receiver, underthrew him by about 15 yards. Yeah. Pass interference. very next play, it's a fumble. Yeah. I don't think I think those nerves that Nick Foles has is going to get to him. That was against the Falcons' pass defense. hmm He put up he put up decent stats against the Falcons' pass defense, but that's nothing special. And
0: the Vikings, the Vikings are, are Vikings, much better. The Vikings
1: are a completely different animal. Mm-hmm. They have their second in the season in passing yards allowed and yeah. second in the season in rushing yards allowed. Yeah. They are balanced all around, so they can force, they can force the Eagles to try to run it.
0: They do a great job against the run, too. They, they do a
1: great job against the run. So what the Eagles are gonna have to do is they're gonna have to try to mix this up. They're gonna have to have so many different schemes, so many different looks, to just try to get them off balance because it's such a hard defense to try to get past.
0: And you know, I was, I was really this whole season, I was riding on that, on this train that Carson Wentz. Or is really benefiting more off of a great system on offense, and I still think that is true. I just thought Nick Foles would perform better uh, against, or s- so far, and he had that f- his first game that he started. He had a four-touchdown game against the Giants, and I was like, "Oh well, my I'm, my points being proven." But really, he's just been inaccurate and really inconsistent. He showed a lot of like is- he showed a lot of issues in the pocket, just not being aware of everything, but. Mm-hmm. I think the clear quarterback edge here goes to Case Keenum, and I don't, Definitely. the year, the year, this year of uh, supporting casts and coaching and play calling has, it's just been increased with Sean McVay over in Los Angeles, and you got the Eagles, and you've got Pat Shermer, who's going to be a head coach, the Vikings offense coordinator, just, he's going to be head coach solely on the job that he's done with Case Keenum this year for the Vikings, and just the way the way their play calls are set up the way they get receivers in space the way they get their their the, really their playmakers the ball is really exceptional and i think the the steel uh, vikings can exploit uh the secondary which i do think if there is a weakness of these two defenses the eagles secondary, eagles secondary would definitely. be would be that weakness because the vikings really you've got a great safety probably one probably the best safety like of in the league this year in harrison smith You've got Xavier Rhodes, you have Trey Wins on the other side, but they also do a lot of zone coverage the Vikings do. And I think Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen probably is the best duo wide receiver duo in the league. And
1: adding Kyle Rudolph. You got yeah,
0: you've got a great tight end and the Eagles also have a great tight end and it's just going to be I just think the Vikings just have more playmakers mm-hmm. altogether in that in that environment than for in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, the what the Vikings are gonna have, no, sorry. What the Eagles are gonna have to do on defense is just get the ball out of Keenum's hands and force them to hand this ball off. Just yeah. drop in coverage and let mm-hmm. Latavius Murray, Jarek McKinnon, yeah, go to work. Because even though with the 100 yards last week, it was not solid. That was just yeah, and piling runs on piling mm-hmm. runs on. Which a lot which of is what, yeah. what the Saints did correctly because the Saints ha- don't have that strong of a defense and they're holding them to 20, holding the Vikings to 20. What? twenty six 5-ish? 25, 28. Something 20, like that. Yeah, is, It's not the best, but if you can hold them to about 20, you mm-hmm. can definitely keep your team in the game, give your team a chance, because you got to get the ball out of Keenum's hands. Keenum has showed that he's confident in a playoff environment. Mm-hmm. He showed that he can still perform at the level he's performing at the season. It's not just a fluke like everyone said it was. Yeah. So you got to get the ball into those running backs' hands, especially with the fact that the Eagles' defense gave up the least amount of yards. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Vikings giving up the second, the Eagles being the first, so the Key for these defenses is going to keep trying to keep the ball on the ground, keep the ball out of the air.
0: Yeah, and you look at that game last week—the real turning point when we started to see Case Keenum play to start to decline—and for the first time in that game, was when the Saints got got pressure on him, and they really did start to really get to him. And he threw a bad interception that made them lose the lead. He he looked flustered in the pocket, and I think the Eagles have to get some pressure on them they have to force some turnovers and they have to play high level fly around the field just like the vikings do and match the intensity and it's going to be a crazy crowd uh they've got 70,000 like dog masks i think ordered just because they are home underdogs and they've used that as motivation all playoffs but yeah it's gonna be a crazy environment and we'll see if the vikings can handle it but one more thing i the last point i will add is the you know the to look at last week against the Saints, the, the real turning point for the Saints offensively was when Michael Thomas really started getting a separation downfield on Xavier Rhodes. That, and That
1: defense or that offense just goes off Michael yeah, Thomas.
0: And Michael, yeah, and Michael Thomas was really just, once he got going, it opened up so much for them that they, they, they started using Kamara more. they started using all their other weapons. And I think if, Stephon, if, if the Eagles use Alshon Jeffrey like the number one receiver he is, he, he's able to make big plays. He's shown it all year. But he really needs to have a breakout game this week, I think, to uh, to beat the Vikings. Because I don't think Nelson Aguilar is is going to be ready for the task against this defense, and I think Alshon Jeffrey has to be the the guy for them. One more point I might add
1: is, not a lot of people are talking about this, but the Vikings are a dome team. Mm-hmm. They play in seat indoors all season, and the Eagles have shown home t- at home against dome teams. They are they're two and one, but the two wins that they did have, they've only they haven't allowed a game. A, Teams to score more than ten points against them. That is a good step. It's a good step. It just, it made it may seem a little crazy, but that, the that indoor, matters. the indoor it does outdoor, outdoor it is, it's a huge factor, especially with just the environment of Philadelphia. As you mentioned, the dog mass. thats just absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Like and it's just a hard place for someone to go into, especially as I mentioned, as I said, Case Keenum is showing he can keep us cool, but it's. I that was at home. Yeah. This is Philadelphia, outside. It's it's all going to come down to. The quarterback play at the end of the day is is how the defenses are going to contain everyone.
0: It is, and I I think this year the Vikings have shown their defense can travel, but it's just can that offense travel with them in that environment. Uh, We'll wrap it up with the picks. So first game, I've got the Jags beating the Patriots, uh, in a close one. I think they just I really think their defense slows down Tom Brady. I think they can they can get to the quarterback. I think they can force some turnovers, and I think Blake Bortles manages the game enough for them to get the win. It's gonna be a low scoring one. I think it's gonna be. 21, 21, 18, 21, 17 type game, and then in the NFC Championship, I've got the Vikings taking it uh, 24 to 10 uh, over the over the Eagles.
1: Uh, in the AFC Championship, I have the Patriots taking it uh, 23 to 17, and mm-hmm. in the NFC Championship, I have the Vikings taking it 27 to 20. 27
0: to 20, Vikings win it. All right, that is enough for conference championship games. We will see you in Super Bowl preview.